Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hey, angels. Welcome. We are at episode 163. And if you don't know already, this is the Ford's Angels podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't know that, but there it is. Um, We are very tangential today. So we have no guarantees about how this is going to go. Because this is just what we do. Our little air signs get together and we fly high in the wind. And whatever the direction takes us, we go. Yeah. And to be honest, I've got like a little bit of sinus stuff going on. So I'm not really sure if that's getting in the way of brainwaves or what. But we're... (laughs) Well, so we're going to sound very nasally and, um, you know, so it's going to be a fun time. So the topic today is like, it came from a Instagram reel that I discovered that hit so hard for me and hit and, and kind of like a little bit blew my mind and, and gave me such clarity about myself and others and relating and, um, I I thought it was important. So Vanessa, what is that topic today? Well, this is a great topic and I'm so glad that that you came across it because I feel like it it should have been on my radar and was never on my radar. (laughs) But then as soon as you said it, I was like, oh God, yes. I mean, this is literally relevant in my everyday life. Um, It is the idea of um, help versus support and how, I mean, I think it's really important for us to like, see the difference between that because i think we use those words interchangeably and we shouldn't you know and and i feel like that causes lots of problems we talk about how words matter and how we want to not have them matter but the reality is is that some of them just do more than others and so it's a personal mission for us to figure out what words matter and what words we don't want to matter and yada yada but i think help and support are universal words that we use we use all the time because they are part of connection as humans right like it's an interdependent type thing to have help it's an interdependent type thing to have support but what's the difference right what is the difference between receiving help and receiving support and even when i say it out loud i'm like i i feel like you know on the like the late night talk shows where they go out on the street and like ask questions and like people get befuddled i i feel like this would be like a fantastic question because people would be like uh you know, like, I don't know, right and even you know like i feel like even me it would take me a second to like actually sit with myself and go what is the difference between help and support really like how would i define that how would i say that to somebody who has no idea what you know like how to tell the difference between the two of them um but it is also very funny to me that i shared something on my personal Facebook page this morning about this topic before knowing that we were going to talk about it. Your spidey sense was working. I was like, we were, we woke up like this today. (laughs) Like, here we go. Um, And it it was, it was a little bit more like, um, you know, like basically like a post about a heterosexual relationship and, and how the masculine and feminine uh, typical roles are and how to meld the two of them, you know, in, in this topic of health versus support. But 
when I saw it this morning and it's not something I typically share, but when I saw it this morning, I was just kind of like, yeah, like I'm feeling that right now. I'm feeling that it's what I work on with people all the time. But also as a counselor, I have to toe this line on a regular basis of like, yeah. when, like how, how to support people, but not hand them out help because yeah. so many times you've helped me so much. It's kind of like, yeah, but you did it. <laughs> like, but I supported you, you know, it's really like, you know, as, I, as we're talking about it, and I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I need to use that word a little bit more to let people know that that's what's happening. So yeah. whew, see, we're already on, we're already. In case you guys had trouble following that, just know that this is where we're at today. Buckle up, cupcakes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah so okay let's break down help and let's talk about what help really means and remember we all have different meanings of different words but this is a big I, I think this is a general meaning that we're going to make the distinction and to help you understand like I hear a song as soon as you said help. What? <laughs> the Beatles came right in. Help! I need somebody. Help! Anybody. Okay, you didn't know you were going to get serenaded today. But, which is funny, it reminds me of high school because our whole yearbook was geared around the Beatles. Anyways, it's irrelevant. Um, so, help, you know, we think of help help is really it's us driving the train for the people that we think need it right we're the ones telling them do this do that do this right it's it's a kind of our agenda is top of the game like we've decided we know what they need and like we've made that decision and this is the path that they need to take without kind of like it's from that sense of we know and and we're going to help. It's not, you know, it's not bad, but it's like we're taking the responsibility of the outcome, if that makes sense. We're taking like, it's our win. It's our like process. It's our way of like, you know, we, we help them. And so we achieve that. Yeah. They can't do it. So I'm going to come in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we're stepping into the idea of helping someone, and we've all done it, believe me, I've done it. I because when I heard that, I'm like, oh, because my my issue with my childhood and my parents, and I had a really big blow-up argument with my dad uh, a couple of years before he died. And I said, I just wanted someone to help me because I was very much on my own, like earning money for my own clothes, like mm -hmm. I had to figure college out, which I didn't because no one helped me figure it out, but it wasn't. And I'm like, did I want somebody to do it for me? And part of me is yes, I did because mm -hmm. I saw them do it for everybody else and I wanted them to do it for me. Mm -hmm. But I also am like, well, no, if they were to just explain it to me, give me their knowledge, help me find the knowledge, lead me to the knowledge, I would have been okay with that too. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, oh. And that's something that I've said, like, you know, I, 
people don't help me. But part of me wonders whether I'm looking to be having somebody take responsibility for the outcome because I don't feel I can do it. Like it's feeling helpless and feeling like I don't have the answers or I'm not empowered to feel like I have the answers. So I just want somebody to help me. And so it's it's a different conversation internally and externally, but it's the same thing. And with people like, you know, I would see, oh, this needs to happen. And I would go in and I would say, yeah, just do this, this, and this. And I would tell them what to do. And it's like, oh, and that goes along with the, with the whole thing that we talked about before about unsolicited advice. Yeah. That's, that's helping. That comes in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I think like, as you were, as you were talking about, it, I was like, well, help feels like an umbrella. I've never thought of help as an umbrella, but I think I feel help as an umbrella. Like we talk about anger, like we talk about sadness, like there's other things and it's not all one thing. And, and so like, as you were talking about that, I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Like help is when people jump in help is also when people hold your hand and do part of it and you do the other part of it right? Where you're not the sole person doing it, right? And I was like, oh, okay, right? Like, and, and even when you were talking about, like, help be feeling like providing information, right? Like, is helpful, right? Like, if, I, if somebody would have just explained to you, right? Like, I don't want you to fill out my friggin' FAFSA paper, <laughs> right? Like, I can write, <laughs> but I want you to give me information that I don't have, right? Like I want you, I want to expand my knowledge by you bringing some knowledge here, right? And so when you talk about the unsolicited advice thing, that becomes like a line, right? Because somebody could come in and give you unsolicited advice, right? It feels like unsolicited advice because we don't know what we're asking for, yeah. right? Like I want to go to college and then somebody comes in and says, hey, here's the thing that you have to do, right? Like I didn't ask for specifically that, but I got really great information, Right. And so like, I'm, I'm thankful for that help. Right. But that's where it ends. Right. Then I take the ball again. Like I, I take hold of it. And I feel like that's what we're talking about when we talk about help is that we're not the sole driver of whatever it is that we're doing. We're having somebody else do something. And sometimes we want it and need it because it's a hand holding or I mean, literally, like you hold the end of the board and I hold the other end of the board. You are helping me move that board, right? Like I am using you too to achieve this thing. We are doing this together. If you take it from me, that's the kind of help that disempowers me, right? And well, both of those things feel like help. Support. I don't know why the board thing is coming in, but here it is. Support is like, I've got it and you're cheering me on, right? Because it's all my thing. I, I don't want you to do any part of it, but I need to feel something that helps me know I can do it. Yeah. And man, like as we explained it, I'm like, no wonder people don't know what the freaking difference is because right. it's hard to know well, the difference and you really have to know yourself in order to know what you need. And I think, time. right. And I think too, is like, as you were saying that, because I'm like, okay, but there are times where we do help is appropriate. Like your friend just had surgery. You're going to mm -hmm. go support her. You're going to go help her because she can't do it. She mm -hmm. or she or they can't do it. They mm -hmm. can't do dishes because they broke their arm. You're going to help and do those things. This isn't from a lens that helping is bad. 
and and supporting is good. This is from a lens of discerning at what moment what is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like when you're when you see somebody and they're struggling and they're helping them out, be like, let me help you. And you do it together. That's you're still doing it, but you're you're assisting. You're not just standing there and going, How can I support you? What do you need? Oh, the bolt. Why don't you try this yeah. bolt? <laughs> you can do it and they fall. <laughs> Like standing there is somebody trying to climb a ladder. Oh, you know, if you put your foot on the next rung, it'd be safer. Like, you know, you don't necessarily like there's there's appropriateness in different situations based on what's appropriate. Like, but I think in some ways, you know, when it comes to helping people, supporting people emotionally, supporting people mentally, those that's the spaces where I feel that this gets muddled because when you learn something and I've done it too because I had to let that go when when you're when you see your friend suffering when you see like a loved one suffering or someone comes to you and talks about their stress of this and you're like yeah well if you just meditate five minutes a day it would help you calm your mind and, and learn how to mindfulness that's not that's helping that's tell that's 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 giving them advice that yes you do it from a space of you learned it and it helped you but it's not from a space of curiosity it's not from a space of allowing them to walk their own path and to maneuver through it because here's the thing i've also learned this which is lessons come fast when you're in this space but when when you are helping somebody when they're in crisis like in a very codependent type of way. You're preventing them from being in this space that causes them to change, shift, or learn about why they're there. So chances are they're going to repeat that until they figure it out. And every time we step in to help them to mitigate the, the impact of that situation and to like kind of fix it for them, the longer they're going to have to struggle with that lesson. Yeah. And that was like, one of the biggest like fuck okay all right okay <laughs> like i had to just realize is that everything i know about healing about our brains about things like that like i needed to take a giant step back and more so enter their world and be like how you know what will support you right now you know, are you, are you needing to just vent? Are you, are you seeking and, or asking them, can I offer a reflection? You know, asking for permission, asking that, you know, and sometimes I, I hear my friend who hates that phrase, how can I support you? She hates it because she's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Okay>. Clearly, <laughs> I have problems with your problem. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> So like I said, it's not cut and dry. It's not good or bad, but I'm not going to rush in where someone is like, you know, I'm, when people are in pain or suffering, it's because there's something happening internally, energetically, emotionally, mentally, right? And if I go in and, and bring a Band-Aid for all of those things, that wound is never going to heal. That wound is never going to go it's always going to fester and it's going to come up at random times. But when I can step in with that space of empathy and holding space and, and intuitively kind of just allowing, you know, asking when I feel like I have kind of a reef, like a, 
a, a reflection or or kind of like some point of view or, or consideration i don't you need to do this and you need to do that and do this and do that that's not the space to do it it's it's a space to go oh you know of, of asking them you know questions to understand what they're feeling i think most of the time when people are wounded they just want to be tell what they're wounded about it's less about giving them the answer and more about just helping them carry the burden in the moment that's support to me it's like, let me help you carry this burden right now because it's heavy for you. I'll hold it while you take a break. And as you talk and share our woundings, it diffuses the impact, the heaviness, the, the like, and then their own mind, they can lead themselves to the answer. It's not about you having the answer, right? It, helping is you having the answer. Supporting is allowing that person to find the answer for themselves so that they can take the ownership of working through it nothing that's happened on my journey of healing has ever come from another person it's always come from my own self-discovery it's come from that space of me either being in it walking through it understanding it bringing compassion to those spaces that i'm of my woundings and allowing my woundings to be present and the process but i had to learn how which was where i sought help from people to, to teach me certain things certain ways but I had to take it and own it and do it myself and practice it. And and that's why I'm like, I had to realize for me specifically, and I think a lot of us who are in this type of healing industry in whatever form that is, some of us in the beginning go like, I want to heal everybody in the world and I want to stop suffering and all the people I love. And it's natural because we don't want them to suffer. But it's like we go through this awakening of like, oh, yeah. If we help them not suffer today, they're going to suffer more tomorrow because we didn't allow them to find the solution to the answer. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, is that people come to us with desperation, right? And and some of us are way more sensitive to desperation than others, right? Like if, if the empath in me like can't handle when somebody comes and they're freaking out, I start to freak out and I need my freak out to stop. So I'm like, well, how do I help your freak out? Cause your freak out is making me freak out. Right. And so now we're both in this space and I want to get out of it. Cause I didn't even want to be here. Like I, I didn't even create this, but now I'm here. Right. And so <laughs> like, I feel like that happens on a regular basis with a lot of people. Right. Um, and it's hard because that's what people think that they're looking for. They're looking for, soothing right because their trauma response is coming in to say i need help i need help i need help because i clearly can't do this or i wouldn't be here not knowing what to do right i mean that's just literally what's happening when we start to freak out so it, it that's where you know i mean obviously easy for me to say it's what i do for a living it's what i had to learn how to do better when i first started out so that i could be much better at it now to be able to say when people come to me and say what do i do i don't tell them even if i know even if it is very cut and dried where it's like <laughs> i know what you need. like <laughs> i know what's going to be best for you because it's to me glaringly obvious because of my experience i am not going to tell you i'm you have to get there on your own i'm going to ask you questions about well what do you think you should do what are the possibilities what and 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 lead you to make a decision and even if it's not the same decision that i would make because i know like whatever that's because they need to learn the next lesson to get there and that's okay i'm there to support them so that they don't fall during that process 
right? Like that's, that's where my, my value is, is to be able to come back if they've done, if they've tried something else and they go, you know what, that didn't work. They know I'm there to fall to. And so I provide a safety net for them to be able to go, okay, well, what's next? What do we want to do now? Well, that didn't work. Why did we want to do that? Why was that the only thing we could access? Yada, yada, you know, like getting into that space. I get that that to me is more natural now because I've had to learn that than for the average person walking around that doesn't do what I do for a living, right? who is going, ah, with the person <laughs> and just being like, well, what do we do? Okay, let's try this, right? Yeah. Because that person already feels powerless. So it's very easy for them to give their power away to another person. They already feel like they don't have any. So they're looking for a more powerful person, somebody who's smarter, better, more whatever to come in and save them because that's what their trauma wants them to do. Right. But as you were saying, like, it's a temporary thing, right? Like what we are best served to receive in those moments is a supportive space to land safely because we will come up with the answer for us if we feel safe we have to get back to safety this is where when people are having panic attacks we're like bring you back to to the moment because when you're out of that you're gonna be okay you're gonna make a decision yeah. but you got to get out of that moment first so that you can so that you can get there and that's the value of support versus the value of help in a you know in a trauma situation of being like well now i mean your win you don't have one it was all because of me that you're going to think it was all because of me that didn't help you at all really you know like it helped you get out of a trauma moment but i've now enabled you to depend on me and i don't want that i don't want that to be the relationship that i have with anybody so i don't do that you know, and I mean, I have <laughs> clients that are like, they'll start to tell me something. They'll go, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know you're not going to tell me what to do. And I'm like, you're right. You're 100% right. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. But why do you want me to? Why don't you trust yourself? Why don't, you know, like what what's happening? That's the bigger problem for me to solve with you than the actual problem. I want to know why. You're not like you're too afraid to try the things that are coming up naturally for you. You know, like that's that to me is more helpful. But, you know, it's very tricky because people are desperate when they're asking for help. Yes. And usually we if you're anything like us, you're in desperation by the time you're even asking because you won't ask for help. And so well, it's another weird. part of it. When you were talking about like, oh, we we don't allow people to have empowerment. I was like. And that is why I toxically don't accept help yeah. <laughs> because I believe it's character building to never accept help because I never <laughs> learn my lesson if somebody does it for me and it's ridiculous. And I know it's ridiculous saying it out loud, but guess what? In those moments, that's what happens. Yep. Yep. And, and don't get me wrong. This is just, we're sharing all of this so that you have awareness around how this plays out in your life. This is not a place of shaming you if you're in that space where like you're just helping everybody very codependently. This isn't a space of like, you need to fix yourself or you need to change how, it's an, it's an observation space. This is an observation space. Oh yeah, FYI, sorry. She had to bring me her, her bird because she wants me to play. Sorry, hi, Bubba. Um, so when, you know, when we're in these spaces, this is just about observe yourself. None of it's wrong. How you're doing it isn't wrong. 
it's just awareness. And, and what does that say about how you're relating to other people? And how is it, and, and what your vision of how others help you and what you need in situations and what you want. For me, I, realizing in those times in my life, I just sometimes wanted my parents to take care of me. I wanted to be important enough for them to, even if they didn't have the information I needed, that they would help me find it, or they would find somebody who did have the information. Like, I just wanted them to care about me enough to help me feel safe and secure in the process and help me continue on. Because when I was in high school, dude, I tell you what, I'm smart now and I'm resourceful because of those moments, but I was smart and resourceful without those moments too. Like I get the reason why it happened. I get the the benefit for me of how it happened. But at the same time, I realized too, is that part of my path in life and my lessons learning is learning how to ask for help, learning how to ask for support and define and to understand myself enough to know how I need to be supported. Because that's the problem is in my life. It doesn't mean it's in your life, but it could be it's in mine. The reason why, you know, it's, it's, I learned, okay, I asked for help, but it's a hard to receive it sometimes because we're like, okay, we asked, but yet we ask in such a way that disempowers the person helping or supporting us because we're just like, I need help. And they're like, okay, but they don't know how, because we've never asked them. So they're like, what do I do? So it's a process and it's an understanding of how you relate to those concepts and how you relate to those things. And, and where are you disempowering yourself and believing that you could do it? I have had many a therapist in my life. Okay. And the one therapist that I have now is the most effective because a, she knows and understands as I talk about what is I'm experiencing and what I've been working through, the answers come to me through the act of talking. Mm -hmm. She helps me reframe where I need and she helps me see from a different perspective in places where I'm blind to those perspectives. And she asks me a lot of questions. That's really all she does because she understands me at a core level that it's a process for me. And my process mm -hmm. is, I've learned to trust myself through the process. Mm -hmm. And so she supports me by doing those few key things, showing me a different side of something that I'm very black or white on. Like, can I show share a perspective about that, that I have that, you know, that may be helpful. And I'm always like, yeah, please. Because I know that I'm very blind to sometimes different facets of how that looks or how that plays out. And she does. And that gives me the information I need. And the, the thought of, I got it. Okay, I got it now. All right. And moving forward, I do the work, but she is the container and the supporter of the work that I do. And 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 talking about all of this and realizing this and dissecting this over the past like couple of days because I, that's what I do when I find something that hits me kind of like that. I think I find that oh there's more understanding of myself and realization because I'm coming from a space of curiosity and coming from a space of like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. How, how, like, what's this? And from a space of like, not judgment and compassion. And, and that's, I, I just, I just feel that's important because now I can define the things I need. Like sometimes I just need a place to let my emotions like I just need a place 
takes a container to give my emotions to because they're so being an air sign they're a lot <laughs> and, and when i have that container it's like it's like i clear the air a little bit and i'm like okay now i can see the way forward because all of that static that was in front of the way forward was preventing me from seeing it i was in the the the, the worry spiral mm -hmm. and you know and now that i understand that about myself i can articulate that like i'm like hey i just i need a space to express some things do you have the space for it or the, the ability to hold the container open for me and that is just so vital for me that now I can articulate when I ask for support, what type of support I need. It's about understanding yourself enough and your process enough to understand, do I need help in this moment or do I need just need support? Like, what do I need? Yeah. And what does it look like and how do I receive it? I mean, everything in this world is individual. We are individuals. We are not treated as individuals on a regular basis. So it's really hard for us to remember that. It's hard for us to assert that. It's hard for us to be in those spaces, especially when you're around a bunch of other people who don't believe in individualism, right? Like, and you're trying to, you're having a problem and everybody's like, yeah, well, this is the way to do it because everybody else does it. And you're like, eh, like, I don't have that. Like, <laughs> that's not me, right? Like, I have to know what I need. And knowing that about yourself is so important. Like, as you were talking about that, I was thinking, yeah, I, I have... I have numerous clients that are like that too, where they're like, I'm kind of just their sounding board more than anything, you know, like, and, and I reflect back so that they can hear it backward, you know, like they can hear it again and be like, you know, either attached to it positively or go, no, no, that's not it. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes that's, you know, that's the case. But like, for me, I know that like, I tend to, if I'm verbally, processing something, I get lost in it. And it's not helpful for me most of the time, right? Like I have to do it up here in my brain for a decent amount of time before I can start verbal processing because I can't, I get lost. I lose myself. I, I, I spin, right? And then as I'm spinning, if somebody offers something in my spinning space, I can't do it. Like I, I, it's, I, I, I'm like, no, you just no. It's the, it's an automatic no because I can't. I don't need you yet. <laughs> I don't I don't want you yet, right? And so I have to know that about myself so that I know even when to ask for help and support, right? It's so individual, so important. So not only do I need to know what help means to me, I need to know what support needs to me. I need to know when I need each one of those things individually as 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 me right I, and i understand as i'm saying this people are probably like this is overwhelming how yeah. am i going to do this how am i going to know this about myself <laughs> right? i don't even trust myself how am i going to know this about myself right i think it's as i say it you know I'm like it is simpler than we think we, it's just in moments we gather the information in moments you know that's what i tell my clients all the time like we just like when it happens this week Write it down. Tell me what happened. Tell me what your process was. You got triggered and then what? And if you went right to action, that's, that's fine. You know, or, or you went right into helplessness mode, that's fine. I'm not going to be mad at you for that, but we want to know how that's happening, why that's happening. Let's just figure that out because in that space, we're going to learn so much about your trauma. We're going to learn so much about what would have helped you. 
right? Like, well, what would have happened? And then we're going to try something. We're going to try the pause and we're going to try to do something in that pause. And we're going to see because you need to know what would have worked for you. I can tell you what worked for a, you know, 10 different people, but you are an individual with different trauma. So we don't 100% know, but that's how it happens. And if you do enough of those moments, you see your patterns right? <laughs> fairly quickly. People find their patterns where, you know, after a couple of weeks of just being in awareness of their trigger moments, they're like, I know what I do. Right. Like they, they come to me with like, here's what happens. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you need to do. Right. Yeah. You need to know what happens to you. I'm not you. I can't be in that space with you. But until you do the discovery work, we're just throwing things that we don't even know what we're throwing in. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's like I laughed internally because I'm like, yeah, everything is going to come back to the same thing we always say. It's about learning yourself. It's yeah. about learning self-awareness. And that's where you start. You know, it's it's really where you start. And it's, yeah, there's a point when in the beginning where you're like, I just need a Band-Aid because fucking I'm bleeding out. And, mm -hmm. I, and that's appropriate sometimes. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's like a desire, to, that desire to understand and to really be free of the suffering. It's like we have to take a pause and like really... Mm -hmm observe it from neutral observer again another tool that we talk about all the time because when we observe through judgment we compound the issue mm -hmm. we compound the pain and that's again is a process but i just felt it important to bring this concept to you because when when we're in those spaces and that we're like i just want help and you get help and you're like, help's not working. And it's like, is it the help or is it the fact that you're not internally being responsible for the process and you're just asking for people to fix it? Or like, you know, therapy is not for everybody. And I so get that. And I so understand that. But how much of is it that it's like you're expecting the therapist to give you the answer? Or is it, are you allowing yourself to discover the answer through your own work? Yeah, well, because a lot, I mean, even you just say that out loud, people are like, well, then I don't need to go to therapy. And it's like, okay, but again, like the, the point being, learn learn what supports you, right? Yes. Like if that if that is a way to support you toward your own answers, because you need to have a person reflecting, you know, like that that is something that you learned about yourself. That is a positive interdependence that you that you can have with other humans. It's not. It doesn't make. It doesn't mean that you like now are codependent because you like we're humans. We need communication and interaction with other humans <laughs> in certain ways because it is helpful for us. And so that can be a way that it's helpful for you. You know, if you realize that you get stuck in your own head because you're trying to do it by yourself and nothing's ever happening, well, then go seek something, seek something different. Ask, you know, and 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 allow that to be a journey that you try, right? Because, you know, like it's 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 hard. I know I I know it's hard because I, I mean the amount of people that I've sat down with that are just like, okay, and then they're like, you're not gonna you're not gonna give me something to do. And I'm kind of like, you know, sometimes I get caught on the spot when I wasn't going to, but like, okay, <laughs> let me find something to do. That's when I know that they're very much in a disempowered place 
where like we can go through a whole entire session and they believe that I led the whole thing. And so they need me to lead them into something else. That's when I know like, okay, we are in a place where they didn't see what happened. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't allowing themselves to see the things that they were doing. They just thought I was doing everything for them, you know? And so that's when I'll reflect back to be like, well, what do you think would be good for you? Because here's what we talked about and here's where you opened up and here's where, you know, it felt like it was a little bit touchy. So is that something you want to think about, you know, and bring to the next section, right? Like, cause I just need to bounce it back on you. What feels important to you? I'm not the one who chooses what's important. And a lot of people have that thought process of, well, you're the professional. You're the one who's supposed to know. Like, yes. And I'm supposed to lead you there. I'm not supposed to hand it to you. So yes, I do know a lot of times an end result-ish, <laughs> right? But because you are an individual, it's going to look different. So I know what I'm trying to lead you toward, but I'm not going to hand it to you because you won't get there it will not be a lasting process that you learn for yourself. And I tell everybody this, like, I don't want you to be dependent on me. If we work together for five years because it's beneficial to you, that's fine. It's just like working for any, with any other company or whatever, like that's fine. I don't want it to feel like a dependency. Like you can't do things without me. And that's, you know, what we work on. Like, Hey, okay. So you feel like you can't make this decision without my input. That's when I know that I'm going to give less directed input and ask more questions because I know that you are in a place where you don't trust yourself at all. And I need there to be some inkling of trust that you gain within yourself because that's the only way that this grows is to learning how to trust ourselves to know what it is that's even going on so we know what to ask for. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, I don't feel I can add more to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is like, I feel like one of the biggest, like, things. Like, that is the thing. Now that our tangent has gone from, like, help and support to, like, self-awareness and trusting yourself. It all comes back. It all comes back to self-awareness and trusting ourselves, right? Like, and trust, I mean, it all comes back to that because we are the people who drive our lives, whether we believe it or not, you know, and like the more that we can learn about ourselves, the more we learn about how we've been driven. And it's empowering and wonderful when you realize like, hey, <laughs> I have so much more influence over my life than I, than I have known. Yeah, I yeah. want more. Yeah. That's one of the things that um, I've learned hardcore these last three years living where I'm living. Well, even before that, but I think I really owned it this year, was the idea that I've always known I can live a life of my choosing, but I didn't realize how how I can do that at the same time as I'm healing all of the things that people have given me that... Mm -hmm direct my life trauma beliefs woundings whatever it is like i can still create a life of my choosing even as i'm working through all of that because i'm choosing to be self-aware i'm choosing to take responsibility for my own actions as well as taking responsibility for taking care of the things that take me out of that like i yeah. 
it's almost like we have to be our own champion in a way that's like, okay, you know what? I don't want to suffer and I don't want to, the people that have hurt me, I don't want them to drive my life anymore. It's wow. like the, like you were saying earlier in our pre-talk, like the ultimate rebellion of you don't fucking own me. You don't get to tell yeah. me what to do, but yeah. our emotions and our programmings and our belief systems are all that. It's what those people have told you what to do. And you're, because of learning them at a very young age, you just perpetuate what they've done to you. So in unpacking these things and in unpacking that, A, you learn to trust yourself over time without even working on that trust. Like I always was worried. I'm like, how can I do that? Like, I don't know. It's because you consistently show up for yourself. You consistently do the things that make you feel better and not just the eating and the, and the sleeping and the, all the things. That's important, but the therapy, the the observation, the having kindness and compassion versus judgment for yourself. All of those things add up to a space where your parts are like, oh, okay, it's consistent. Maybe I can trust her. Like, it's like, wow, okay, you know, that's the slow building of the trust within yourself. And then you begin to make decisions for your own life that are empowered by that trust and that are based solely on what's in your heart and in your intuition versus from that lens of trauma and what others have taught you how to be and how to treat yourself. Yeah, and you want more. Yeah. Right? Like as you learn it, it's kind of like, oh God, that. I mean, I feel so much better now, like feeling like I can trust myself to at least figure it out or to at least not self-destruct, you know, the more that you do these kind of things. And, and it does make life a lot easier to handle that dichotomy that you're talking about of being like, I still have like, life's still going to happen to me because there's people in it and I'm still living. So <laughs> there's going to be traumas that, that happen in the future. There's going to be past ones that come up, but at the same time, I can still be empowered because those things don't, take away from that those things aren't going to take me down the way that they did before because i understand myself better and i have tools and i know that i can get more and you know like it, you 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 kind of run on momentum at some point it's just you know it's hard to get that momentum because we don't typically look for it until we're in a hole <laughs> so we have like some digging out to do before we can do any of the coasting right <laughs> so it becomes like really hard but it is a thousand percent worth it i was thinking about it the other day when i was sitting with somebody who was just having a difficult time with something that i know 15 years ago i had a difficult time with and thinking man like i i know this space and i'm so glad i'm not in it anymore because my life is so much more peaceful without having to go through the length of process that they're in right now and so it, it did two things for me it gave me immense gratitude for the work that i've done but it also allowed me to be like okay what what space are they in right now and how do i support them i don't want to take their empowerment away because i know what that did for me when people tried to do that you know so i mean it it, it, it is something that compounds in a good way yeah. and you're just gonna have to trust us when we say that thousand <laughs> percent thousand percent yeah it's you know i i yeah we're i think the biggest thing is that i've learned especially around help and support 
is if you trust your heart and instincts more versus your brain and what you think is right or wrong, the more often you will come to spaces where whatever you've done is in alignment with everybody. Like when I go into a space and I'm worrying about what am I going to say and how am I going to say it and what am I going to do to support that person and I get really worried, I get out of my heart and out of the space holding it into me driving the space. And the more that I practice just breathing and just and just being with that person in those moments in whatever way that I'm being, whether it's, you know, through messaging or whether it's on the phone and just being quiet and being soft and being like and allowing my heart to speak and allowing my heart to offer its its love in, in ways that it can more often does that person feel better than if my brain knew exactly what the right thing to say was yeah and i think that that's part of it is that when we're discerning like does this person need me to just step in and do stuff because they're overwhelmed and they have anxiety and or is this a space for me just holding space and supporting them and and asking them like you know I can offer this, how, you know, or, or just offering space and kind words and, and like, that's really fucking hard that you have to go through this and I'm sorry. And like validating their pain and listening to it, regardless of whether your brain thinks it's like, oh yeah, well, look where she's at or he's at or they're at, you know, like they made it. They did it. They didn't take care of their stuff. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And now look where they are. That's from that brain judgment space of, I have all the answers. Mm -hmm. huh? That programming comes yeah. right. In. So, you know, the more that you can drop into your heart and know that, it, first of all, it's not your responsibility to fix others. It's not your responsibility to heal their lives. It's not your responsibility to end their suffering. It's not even your responsibility to support them, but because you love them, you want to, there's a wanting to, and that comes from a space in your heart. And that is where, if we leave from that, we will generally always know what, which one to use or what that, you know, what, how the best energetically to support the person. Because you can tell if you're listening with your heart versus your head, you know what that you can hear what that person is needing in those moments, like the underlying message. You can hear it because you're available to hear it. Right. So, and then maybe you know, match their words. Yeah. I need you to do this, and you're kind of like, that's the surface. What yeah. is under here is you want to feel safe or whatever. You know what I mean? As as an yeah. example, so. I'm going to make sure that the safety, I lead with safety. Yeah. Yep. You're, you know, I mean, and I know because when, as we were talking, I'm like, yeah, it's like we're teaching everybody to be therapists. But at the same time, I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not coming to you for like, you know, yes, maybe not in the grand scheme of a therapist as far as like the bigger stuff, but like, that's what friends are. That's why we always have girl like, our friends. community which we need we need yeah. community and and like on on every level the same way that like i know when i need to go to a mechanic versus when you know i need to do it myself you know yeah. what i mean just kind of like knowing the difference but it all is you know 
community-based, right? Like we need to have a community that can help us and we have a, we need a community that can support us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sometimes, you know, what we don't do when we don't ask for support or help. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't like any of this personally, but <laughs> no. I still, I, I mean, I'm very, this is very close to my heart because of what I provide, but because of what I've, I learned because of what I provide also just being like, so when is, when, when do you take your next step, Nessa? Like is what I've heard a lot of times during this podcast of being like, you know, just kind of sitting here like a petulant child, like, yeah, well, this is good for everybody else. <laughs> but like, I don't need that. I don't need that. But I mean, I think that, you know, support is one thing. Love support. Health is hard, right? Because we have, we, we all have some level of that programming of not asking for help because it makes you weak. And so we will ask for help only in desperate times, which is when we least need help because it makes us feel even more disempowered. I mean, it's a big cycle yeah, that keeps us, you know, kind of sick, but we're, you know, hopefully learning how to pull people out of that cycle, you know, and like understand what those things are so that you know what help you're asking for and what support you're asking for so that you don't get in toxic cycles. Right. And also, if you can't offer support or help, please don't offer it. Have your boundary. If you're emotionally at a, at a, at a 10 and you're like, and you think you have to go support your friend because your friend's at an 11, if you're not in that space to be able to offer it to someone else, please honor that. It doesn't mean you're a bad friend or a bad whatever. Mm-hmm. That You have to offer that to yourself and offer the support and the understanding to yourself of what you need right now. And if you're capable of helping another person, sometimes for me, it's a distraction from my own shit in my head. So it's, it's helpful. But a lot of times, like I don't have the emotional bandwidth to carry somebody else's to support them because I don't, because it just, I I don't have the ability to stay so long in my heart in a space of giving because my heart hurts. And Mm -hmm that's also a boundary. So again, it's all about (laughs) understanding ourselves and understanding like the dynamics of how we look at and view support and help. For sure. I mean, I, I supporting people all the time. So in my personal life, it is very hard for me to find the energy to do like I used to do. And and it's a boundary that I've had to, I've had to deal with people not being happy about it. Like, well, you're not a supportive friend. Well, the way that I support myself is through my work. And through my work, it means I have less time for this outside of here. And that's me supporting me. Yeah. You know, the boundary that sometimes is hurtful, but it helps the other people. Like we were talking about before, it helps the other people know where to go. Like, you need to know not to come to me. You need to know not to depend on me for certain things or in certain moments. Because you'll know that you've got to find somebody with more bandwidth. You've got to find somebody who's not telling you, hey, this is a boundary that I have to have because of my own capacity for providing support and help. Yep. But that's, you know, that requires honest conversations between two people and everybody not taking it personally. Yeah, so hard. We have so many, so many programmed things, right? You're not a good friend. Like, you don't help me. Right, right. Like you're never there for me. Like, 
<laughs> you need to find somebody who's there for you more often. And that's like it. Like, I don't want to do that to you or to me. <laughs> I want you to find people who can support you the way that you need to be supported. I really want that. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Gosh. Which is, so uh, true. New, yeah, this is a newer version of me because anybody who knows me personally who would be listening to this right now is like, oh, but we remember. <laughs> <laughs> we remember when you were everybody's therapist all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And I, same here. Like, I struggle with that too. Well, friends. I hope you've gained self-awareness or at least the curiosity to be more self-aware around how you view, how you work with the idea of help versus support, um, where you receive help and support and how you receive it. And if you have any questions or need us or need us to unpack some of the tangled mess that we may have created and you're like well i don't know how does that work i'm not sure is this it is this it we're happy to help in any way that we can so reach out to us through our facebook page through our website or instagram for that matter wherever you find us we love you we will see you next week and take care yeah if you were triggered by anything said in this podcast please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com and always remember you are loved you are worthy and the world needs your light